Been feeling pretty radiant lately. It's a pretty exciting, upbeat song, so I thought I'd go with that one this morning. How about you? Are you are you feeling radiant? Are you awake yet? Uh, if not, hopefully we've got some news to help wake you up. Got news, happenings, events. Uh, as you may have noticed, I am not, in fact, Orbeck, who is usually our uh, primary host here at the board. Uh, he's off. He's he's off teaching solar again. He's he's incorrigible. That guy keeps going around teaching people how to install solar energy. There's no stopping him. Uh, but he'll he'll be back soon. In the meantime, we've got plenty to do, and we'll get to. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and do a little bit more music, but then we'll get to our news, our happenings, and all of those goodies. you didn't recognize it, that one was the Superman theme. It's actually the Superman theme from uh, Superman Returns. Alright, uh, thought that could get us in a super news for some, uh, super mood for some news and happenings. Our first one is called Urban Activism. Ah, uh, yes, uh, you can't blame me for that pun, although I suppose you can blame me for repeating it. Urban Activism. How to get your city to allow backyard chickens. Now, I know some people don't consume any animal products, uh, no matter how kindly the animal is treated, and I respect that choice. I also know that some people do consume animal products, and if they do, uh, wouldn't it be nice to know where those eggs came from? And wouldn't it be nice to know it was a nice little critter in your backyard that you treated nicely, uh, didn't, didn't lock in a little cage or cut its beak off or anything? So, so there's been this movement lately of trying to get backyard chickens allowed in urban areas. Uh, and so, uh, in some places, it is not legal. And in some places, it is. And there's a whole movement going to try to make it legal in more places. Uh, so there's, if you want the full details of this article, we've got a very lengthy uh, personal explanation of this one person's struggle to uh, get their city to approve of having chickens in their area. If you want that, you can be on our email list. You can email me at treesong at treesong.org. In the meantime, I'll mention a few highlights. Uh, first of all, you can figure out whether or not it is legal in your area. There's actually been some discussion lately here in Carbondale of the issue. Um, if uh, you can, one of the things people don't realize is you can often do your own legal investigations. Most uh, most cities have their city code available online or from uh, visiting the city hall, so you can look in the animals section if they have an animal section, or look in the zoning section to find out if you're allowed to have chickens. And I, I've, I've heard rumors that there are some people who engage in civil disobedience, and even if chickens aren't legal in their area, if the neighbors are okay with it, they just go for it. In lieu of that, though, you can find other people in your area who are interested in uh, backyard chickens. 
few reasons why they're interesting is that they are fun, friendly pets with educational value for children, uh, about like where food like eggs comes from. Because I can remember, you know, I, I, I mean, I was a smart kid. I knew that, you know, food didn't actually just appear on the grocery store shelf, but that's sort of how it seemed to me when I was growing up. Because I never, I never or almost never really got to see a chicken or see even, you know, food growing. So, uh, it's educational for people to see where their food comes. And, uh, they also tend to lay healthier eggs if they're in healthier conditions. So, if you give your chickens healthy conditions, you, you know what they've been up to, and it can be a healthier thing for you. And a little known fact about chickens is they also help control pests. Now, they've got to eat something, so they go around eating bugs. And, uh, they also, <laughs> they also provide their own fertilizer. Which isn't mentioned in the article, but uh, they they were probably a little afraid of what people would realize the fertilizer was. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's this interesting movement going on to bring uh, chickens into urban areas. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? You can email me at treesong at treesong.org, or you can tell your local city council person your thoughts on the matter too. All right, in other news, out of commission. Gulf oil spill probe blames bad management. Ah, surprise, surprise. A U.S. panel skewered British oil giant BP, as well as Halliburton and Transocean, saying management failures were to blame for the Gulf oil spill, which we call the Gulf oil disaster here on your community sphere. The panel warned that without reform, such a disaster could happen again. Uh, they released a key chapter of the final reports. Uh, uh, earlier this week, they also took aim at U.S. government officials, sharply criticizing them for lax oversight of both the operations in the Gulf of Mexico and the industry. The root causes of the blowout were, quote, systemic and absent significant reform in both industry practices and government policies. Okay. So this, I, I wanted to mention this not to be a downer, but... Uh, for for a couple reasons. One is that, you know, I, I don't like it when people try to sneak out of the limelight and pretend something didn't happen. So it's good to see that this story is still being followed up, that they are pursuing the companies that were irresponsible and led to this disaster. It's also good that they found some flaws in the government oversight because that's, uh, in theory, one of the reasons government should actually exist is to uh, pr protect its people from uh, disasters like this. And also, I, I wanted to mention, too, my, my earlier perspective during this story, that, uh, per, you know, I believe in personal responsibility, and that believes responsibility for the people at BP who were involved, responsibility for the government officials who were involved, and also responsibility for us as, as citizens and consumers. You know, we weren't out there in the ocean making these decisions, and we weren't out there in the boardrooms making these decisions. But, you know, if we're out there consuming that oil, whether it's through transportation or the way I consume most of my oil, through having food shipped to me from faraway places. If, if we're going to consume that oil, we should be responsible and find out where it's coming from, what's going on with it, uh, whether or not our government officials are keeping an oversight on BP so they don't do stuff like this again. So 
uh, we have a little, a few shares, a few slices of responsibility pie for everyone to go around. The important thing is to remember that this happened and ensure that it does not happen again. And I, I, I have faith in us. We have the power to, to change our ways and to uh, make sure that disasters like this don't happen in the future. All right, I uh, kind of want to call this one News of the Weird. I guess it's News of the Fascinating. Uh, running Guns on the Sun. U.S. military sees great value in distributed renewable energy. Now, I want to point out that I'm not a current fan of what is usually being done with our military today, uh, sending it overseas to invade other countries. Um, but I found this story very interesting because of its commentary on renewable energy. Uh, in, in Iraq... Uh, 50,000 U.S. troops, uh, as of August 2010, uh, use 600 million gallons of fuel per year at a cost of not only money, but also dozens of lives of U.S. soldiers who die protecting the fuel convoys. And the financial cost is nearly $27 billion for the fuel and the associated security. Uh, that's if, if you're not quick with the complex math there, that's about $45 per gallon that they're paying for fuel over there in uh, Afghanistan, and distributed renewable energy systems can help uh, the combat brigades reduce the fuel consumption and save lives and money. So instead of having these long fuel convoys, you have, uh, uh, they've been testing this thing called ground renewable expeditionary energy systems, known as GREENS. <laughs> uh, so they're these uh, renewable energy systems that you can distribute out in the field and then you don't have to have the fuel convoys. Now, we've got more details and graphs on this in our newsletter, if you sign up for that. It's, it's certainly food for thought, though. You know, on the one hand, um, the, the particular place where they're doing this, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with what they're doing, uh, being there at all, uh, waging war in another country, not necessarily accomplishing what they say they're accomplishing. But, you know, it, it's interesting to hear them looking at renewable energy as an option, you know, part of what I find fascinating is is any time the the military starts looking at the the value of renewable energy or the the dangers of climate change, because you know they're they're thinking with very strategic minds over there. So it's a sign that e even someone who is completely antithetical to green ideas perhaps realizes the, some of the strategic value of using renewable energy. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that story. We'll have any future reports as they come to our attention. I like that Superman music. It helps wake us up in the morning. <laughs>
All right, uh, we have another story here, another news tidbit. Uh, can we make climate change sexy, or at least less boring? Interest in climate change plummeted last year, uh, according to some reports. And now environmentalists, uh, also known as climate hawks, I wonder if that's one of the words that has survived uh, 2010. Uh, we'll try to see if we can track down that list of words from 2010 that have gained uh, acceptance. Hopefully climate hawks is one of them. Climate hawks are people who are eager about taking action on the climate. So, uh, so climate hawks are trying to use sex and sentiment to reverse that trend. Uh, quote, they're searching for so-called mind bombs, highly emotional images that reduce a complex problem down to one core message. Uh, the German magazine Der Spiegel reports. Um, ultimately, the biggest mind bomb of last year was a uh, one that bombed big time. It was that one we mentioned uh, a few months ago about trying to demonstrate climate change issues by blowing up people. <laughs> and that, that didn't go over too well. That's sort of a negative approach to adopt. <laughs> so some people are apparently adopting an approach of a bikini-clad researcher posing in the Arctic. Now, maybe that's slightly better because nobody gets killed, uh, but... Uh, and everyone knows that using sex to push your agenda is older than fighting, <laughs> which I think is a funny analogy. Uh, but there's also some issues with it that it may be a tired cliche, maybe misogynistic, uh, maybe objectifying, uh, which some people might argue. So it, it's interesting to me, though, I mention this story because the idea of making climate change more exciting is a uh, very important one, because it's an issue that affects all of us if we live on planet Earth. Um, I guess I'll give a shout-out to the aliens out there if they're listening from outer space. But uh, those of us living on planet Earth will have to address this issue of climate change that our scientists have uh, done extensive research to demonstrate is happening. And if we want to deal with it, we've got to have it not be boring, have it not be something that isn't quite understood, have it not be something that we forget about after we hear about it. So... I understand the brainstorming, you know, maybe we should have people in bikinis in the Arctic. Maybe that'll get people's attention. <laughs> it probably will, but we can look at some of the other ideas as well that uh, uh, people are using. Uh, one is finding a post-Al Gore uh, climate messiah. <laughs> now, I don't know if I necessarily like that one, because I'm, uh, I'm getting... Me, personally, I'm getting tired of people always referring to Al Gore and associating him with the climate movement. That's not to say he hasn't done important things for the climate movement, but... Any time you mention climate change, they bring up Al Gore, it gets tired after a while. Another one is using imagery that's emotionally charged, but not too much of a bummer. You know, people people see the, the polar bears that are about to die, and it, it gets them emotionally charged, but then they get depressed and they don't want to think about it. So what if you had something more more exciting, more happy, like, I don't know, the, the polar bears uh, storming down from uh, the poles and coming down to invade, invade the U.S., give like a sweep, Sweep the country with a public speaking tour. <laughs> Something like that that's funny, that's, that's memorable, but not as depressing. Another option is turning climate scientists into journalists. Now, you know, it, journalism isn't necessarily a part of the training that scientists have, but, you know, it, I, I believe in independent media and everybody being able to be a journalist if they're able to communicate in some way. So climate scientists can talk about what they've learned during their scientific research rather than having these intermediaries in the media trying to say, well, this is what's happening, that's what's happening. Uh, you know, people like me who aren't actually uh, climatologists, <laughs> who are struggling to understand this, but 
it's always nice when we can hear directly from climate scientists. Uh, I also like the idea of breaking climate messages into digestible nuggets. Uh, instead of having these this huge issue that's hard to understand, uh, have little little bits of information about what we can do. So those are our news stories for the day. If you have any news to send our way, you can email me at treesong at treesong.org. All right, let's get to some holidays and happenings. Holidays coming up. Today is the seventh day of the year. It's much easier to count the days in January because you just uh, try to remember what day it is of the month. There are 358 days left in the year. Holidays today. Uh, today is I'm not going to take it anymore day. There's that whole song, we're not going to take it. So you don't have to take it anymore today. So coming up, we also have Saturday is show and tell day at work. So you can bring something to work and show and tell. Hopefully you have a workplace that's friendly to that, so you don't get fired for goofing off. <laughs> it's also the birthday of Elvis Presley on Saturday. So Sunday is the birthday of President Richard M. Nixon. Ah, I've heard those two had a nice little meeting in the White House a little while ago. Alright, uh, Monday is National Clean Off Your Desk Day. Now, my desk is actually pretty clear right now. There's a couple, couple dishes from, uh, a meal, but it, it's pretty clear. But on Monday, if there's anything on there, I'll be sure to take care of it. And if you don't want to forget, you could do it now. It's also National Cut Your Energy Cost Day. So, sometime this weekend, I'm gonna try to look at the, uh, our heater. We've got our automated thermostat. I'll see what temperatures it's set to, at what times of day because that can really help out if you have it adjust those properly. Uh, let's see. Other holidays coming up. Tuesday, Alexander Hamilton uh, was born. Wednesday, Howard Stern was born. Ah, uh, very controversial day. <laughs> it's also the anniversary of the first woman senator elected. And probably the most important of all the, ha the happenings this week, uh, Wednesday is the anniversary of the Batman TV show premiere. Da 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 Batman. In case you don't know, that's why I occasionally will say, uh, we'll see you here next week, same bat time, same bat channel. That's what they used to say on that show. Alright, so those are some of our, uh, holidays. Uh, setting holidays, many things to celebrate. Also still celebrating the new year. Um, all sorts of exciting possibilities available to us in this new year. Uh, speaking of possibilities, you have the possibility to go out and uh, get involved in your community. Here are a few opportunities for doing so. The Audubon Stewardship Day over at War Bluff Valley Sanctuary. That's coming up Saturday tomorrow from 9.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at uh, War Bluff Valley Sanctuary near, near Golconda, Illinois. Now, War Bluff Valley Sanctuary is a beautiful place. Uh, if you've never been there, if you only get out there once in a while, 
you definitely got an opportunity to see what you're missing. Uh, you can visit any time or come and volunteer on one of their stewardship days. Now, this isn't the only one they have. They have it on the second Saturday of every month. And you can bring work gloves, water, and a sack lunch. Uh, now, they start about 9.30 a.m. And you can call 618-683-2222 for more details or if the weather is inclement. And I, I would definitely give that a call this week just because I know it's going to be chilly out there. Um, I don't know if there's going to be precipitation. I think it's going to hold off until a uh, little while, but uh, we shall see. You can call 618-683-2222 for more details and to get the directions on where to meet up at War Bluff Valley Sanctuary. Now, I know a lot of people, when it is a little bit chilly out there, a little hesitant to go out in the outdoors, but it's a wonderful time to be out there. You know, you just have to be sure to bundle up and uh, have enough uh, warmth, maybe some, some hot chocolate, hot cocoa, coffee, uh, tea, whatever you prefer. But I actually enjoy it. When I'm warm on the inside and my skin is cool on the outside, it's it's invigorating. We've got time for two more happenings. One is Soil Chorus, a chant and song circle. Now, this is coming up Sunday at 3 p.m. at the Gaia House Interfaith Center. That's at 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. Soil Chorus, it's, it's happened before, but now it's becoming a weekly event. It's an earth-centered chant and song circle. We get together to share uh, earth-centered songs, uh, sort of like the one we played at the beginning of this show about... Uh, about the goddess. So, yeah, I really, I really love how peppy that one was, and I shared it for that and because this event was coming up. Uh, so, once again, Sunday, 3 p.m., Guy House Interfaith Center. People of all experiences, all skill levels, all beliefs, everybody's welcome. And if you want to bring up songs to share or bring a drum, anything like that, welcome to do so. Or you can just show up and uh, enjoy the music. But we do, we do invite everyone to participate. Because our, our goal isn't to be like, you know, fabulous performers. Our goal is to get together and have fun and enjoy the beauty of music. So I'm going to that one. Hopefully I'll see you there. Alright, we'll do one more happening. Transportic Playground. New Year's New Poems. That's coming up this coming Monday at 9 p.m. at the Global Gourmet, 102 East Jackson Street in Carbondale. Uh, Transportic Playground, uh, they're inviting you to come and enjoy the freshest, newest poems of the year. Let's do it right in 2011. All are welcome to come rock the mic. Can come bring us the new new. Now, remember, the only New Year's resolution that really matters is write more poems. Uh, i got to work on that. i got to get a poem by Monday because I don't have a new one to share unless I do. <laughs> but hopefully I'll get that done. And either way, I will see you there. Monday at 9, Global Gourmet. Exciting times. All right, well, this has been a, for, for me, this has been an informative and exciting episode of Your Community Spirit. Hopefully you've had at least half as much fun as I have. Uh, 
Hopefully you've had uh, one and a half times as much fun as I have. So if you want to send events our way, happenings, news, you can email me, treesong at treesong.org. You can also send, I suppose, complaints, gripes, uh, you know, any sort of critiques of the show, whatever you'd like to send my way. And it's been fun. It's been exciting. It's helped keep me warm and awake on this uh, cool winter day. But the days are getting brighter out there, and eventually they'll be getting warmer. So there's plenty to be happy for. So uh, once again, this is Tree Song, and I will see you here next week on the radio.